0: It's not a time where we're going to feel sorry for ourselves. We'll find our way through this. This is going to make it all the much more sweeter when we we'll get to where we want to go.
1: Martinez back on the track near the wall. She's gone. It's a grand slam. The right next to the Denver, John Carlin. Oh, no. Nosy Woscafala. He hits a home run a line on line drive in the right field seat. On a grand old slam. Old slam. Way, and the Yankees now take a 6-4 lead. 560 State Street.
2: Kepler lines that in the air to
1: left center. Hicks on the run, dives and he made the catch. He made the play. Oh
2: my goodness! What a catch from Aaron Hicks to end it.
0: In that sense, both looking forward to making a deep run into the postseason and ultimately bringing home the title back to New
1: York. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Yankee Center podcast. We are back after being destroyed from the postseason, and we are here to discuss the recent changes in the Yankees coaching staff. And, well, everybody's gone except uh, Matt Blake and Aaron Boone. So, yeah, there's a lot to dive into right now, man. There's a lot. Um, Eddie, Tom, how you guys doing?
0: I'm all right. Uh, it's been... Uh... It's been a rough few weeks since we lost but you know uh uh it's it was nice to see boston lose last night that was pretty nice yeah uh, and yeah i mean this is the biggest off season since 20 set after 2017 man like it really is uh we are we are reaching a uh a kind of uh, crossroads, if that makes sense. Uh, So, you know, uh, it's going to be a fun offseason, I
2: guess. That's all I'll say. Uh, Eddie, how are you doing? Well, I would say frustrated, but I think you guys can relate. I feel like as a fan, you have a certain level of attachment to a specific team, a specific year. Like the 2017 Yankees probably – one of my – I mean probably maybe not the best, but probably my favorite team, Yankee team that I've seen. And same with 2019. I never got that vibe with this Yankees team. So when we got eliminated, it wasn't shocking and it didn't sting that bad, bad like the losses in 2017 yeah. and 2019 did. So I wasn't that hurt by it. It's just, I agree. i just – I just started looking forward. Like, immediately, like, it was like five. I don't even remember what the score was. We were down four runs. I'm like, yeah, we're not winning. I'm already thinking about, like, all right, Carlos Correa, is he going to be a Yankee? Like, it's just it's just that type of year this year. I'm in it off-season was. mode already.
1: Yeah, I, I'm i totally with you, man. And, you know, we had Cashman address the press the other day. He had his regular end-of-the-season press conference, and he answered a lot of questions. He, he gave out a lot of information in general, luckily, in terms of injury updates there wasn't anything too bad which is quite unusual actually we usually have some pretty at least one really bad thing we that no one knew about and then it destroys them for like half a next year as of now we don't have that so that's pretty cool it's a
0: fun revolution let's keep that up let's yeah let's
1: keep that going let's keep that going and um he mentioned obviously the dj injury and you know, I'm not sure if this is Cashman just creating a narrative to save his ass or if he actually believes that the injury is kind of what screwed over DJ. But I think it's probably a bit of both.
0: Yeah, I
2: mean.
1: If I had to guess, I think yeah, it's a bit of both.
0: It's pro like it definitely uh, an injury like that definitely affects, you know. Your, I mean, your strength, yeah. your lo- your lower half.
1: Well, it, wait, it's, it's it's a sports hernia, right?
0: Yeah, Luke Voigt had it in it. That's, really that's what season. I was gonna say. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I definitely can see that, but I definitely also don't expect DJ to be, you know, 2019 DJ ever again. I, I, I think he can be an 800 OPS guy still. Yeah, I think can, that's he
1: and that's fine. That's as a
0: leadoff guy, I think you take that personally. Yeah, I think you're pretty as, happy with it. As a leadoff guy, if he can hit you know, 15 home runs with, like, an 800 LPS in play, you know, average to above-average defense, you take it, uh, you know, that's that's perfectly fine, obviously. It's not necessarily what we thought we were getting originally. The the Uh, bar just changed. (laughs) But you have to lower the bar, and, and, you know, that's fine. Uh, If he does that, it'll be a perfectly perfectly useful player for us so that's really all i ask i don't i don't don't think i don't think it's too much to ask for that and if Uh it is then we are in serious trouble because yeah of
1: of course but i mean you know i guess the biggest the biggest takeaway from everything that's happened like i said was the coaching staff changes a lot of controversy there um you know right now we they ended up firing phil nevins who was the third base coach um
0: Marcus Thames,
1: hitting coach, which I think we all <laughs> knew was going to be coming. So. Yeah, you can't have that much. No, Yankees you, you yeah, you, you can't go through the season. The Yankees you, just have even
0: it. if it wasn't his fault. I mean, obviously the players have to play. Oh no, of course You just can't.
1: No, it's the, still the on. Offense, the play. Yeah. If
0: if we had the 2019 offense, we won the World
1: Series this year. Oh, you are 100% right. I like,
0: like it, I'm dead yeah. serious. Like, if we had that kind of offense, 20. 2017, 2018, 2019, uh, we won the World Series. Uh, and and it's not really all that close, honestly, because the American League, well, it, it's not too impressive right now. I mean, if you look at the Astros, they made the World Series, but they don't have that kind of rotation. I mean, yeah, the last two, Framber and uh, Garcia had two great starts back to back. But we would have beat them. Well, the and, Astros, if we had are,
1: that. Are, like, look, they're the World Series team this year, and they're a really good team, but they are not an unbeatable juggernaut when you
0: look no. at them. Like, you don't one, see.
1: You don't see that.
0: There isn't one, especially the, now that the Dodgers have had a bunch of injuries. I mean, Max Muncy's hurt, Justin Turner's hurt, Clayton Kershaw's hurt. Scherzer's I mean, it's the kind having. of
1: year, man. If the Yankees did their job, they they could have been in it. They yeah, really, they really could have been in it. We
0: would have beaten. Uh, the Braves or the Dodgers. Uh, if we had, you know, the if offense they had, that we yeah, expected yeah,
1: Exactly. If they had even like eighty, eighty, seventy-five percent of that offense, they're still like right there. They're pretty close. So I you mean, just,
0: you can't have your starting second baseman, third baseman, and shortstop combined for thirty home runs, and then you have a guy like Marcus Simeon in Toronto who basically out homered those three guys all by himself.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. That That's a major problem. I mean, Eddie, I know you've been really frustrated with the state of the offense. I mean, to let it out.
2: <laughs> I mean, the infields all year, let's be honest, it, it, we got nothing from them. I mean, everyone. Gio Urshela did regress offensively. I guess you can't say it was the most shocking thing, but still a little disappointing. But nothing is more disappointing than DJ and Glaber. Now, D.J., I guess we can give him the injury excuse, which, again, I still don't think that's enough to say, oh, well, he had a sports hernia, 2019 D.J. will be coming back next year. I think, realistically, you could probably expect still, like, 10 to 15 home runs from him. I just don't think, without the juice ball, he's going to be a big power guy, you know? I think it'll be somewhere
1: in the middle. I do. Somewhere in the middle. But um, I think you're right. I mean, Glaber's got to be the biggest disappointment for me, honestly. I mean, that's, and obviously, DJ had higher expectations to so a degree. But the thing with Glaber is, this is a kid that we expected to be entering his prime, not progressing. DJ, at least we knew. You know, this is an older guy. He's on a four or five-year deal. Obviously, we didn't think he would progress like this. But Glaber was supposed to be on the uptick for many, many years to come. And now he is progressing in literally every way shape and form at this time i mean it couldn't be any worse quite honestly
0: yeah i mean it's depressing yeah listen prior prior to 2018 he was the second best prospect in baseball yeah i mean (laughs) that's it's crazy that's what he was ranked he was the second best and uh you know the first two years were great he was an above average player and you know he, uh the, uh, the past few years, the past, yeah, I mean, I can't count 2020 as a full season, but you get the point. Like, the past few years, we've just seen so much regression, uh, and yes, he finished this season strong.
1: I mean, and, strong and he, is a, that's a strong word. No, he, fin- very... he,
0: fin- he finished it strong. He finished it strong.
1: Define strong.
0: Uh, the power was getting he better.
1: finished the season with nine home runs. I really yeah, don't. Like I,
0: I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that he, overall the numbers look good because they don't. Even,
1: even so, like that's not even a hot streak with power where he can hit nine home runs in a month. And that would yeah. be like the top of like, oh, he had a crazy month. But that's yeah. what he had
0: in the year, dude. He no. looked a lot better in in, I in the set, in the half. I
1: half agree at best. He looked like he did early in the year when he was kind of
0: hitting, but still had no power. That's the, literally where he was. The thing is, is that I don't think that his power outage is purely juice ball related.
1: I don't, no, I mean, look, the reality is, juice ball or not, you don't go down thirty home runs because no, of the baseball. Exactly,
0: exactly. I not think 30. I think there is a mechanical thing that is broken. The second half of the season, in uh, he played 50 games. He only hit six home runs, but he did have a 7.94 OPS. So say it again. There, he had a 7.94 OPS in the second Over half. Over what
1: stretch? Oh, second half. Yeah. No, 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 it's okay. it's okay. How many home runs it, did he have?
0: It's much better than you know, uh, having a 600 OPS in the first half. So. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, like listen, the power has to come back. Glaber Torres should be on average hitting over two seventy with a three fifty on base percentage with twenty plus home run power, and he should be an adequate enough defensive second baseman. Uh, that is the expectation for Glaber. That should that should always be the expectation for Glaber. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lower my standards for Glaber because he's had two bad years. No. No. It's,
1: no. It's time,
0: it's t- it's exactly. Time to- yeah, do it because a, lo- yeah. a lot of a lot of Glaber's problems are, are on Glaber in a way. Uh, I don't you know, Brian Cashman called him out uh, after 2020, said he got he, he wasn't in the best shape coming in coming into camp and uh, this year I don't I think he was in shape. I think you know, I don't think he's lazy or anything but we saw too many mental gaps. We saw too many concentration errors. We saw we saw a play in the last weekend of the season where, you know, he didn't run first base, and it's, it's like you're not that guy. It it really is that you're not that guy, pal. Kind of. No, no uh, that's
1: that's exactly what uh, it is. Gleyber it's like Glaber
0: Torres has to prove that 2018, 2019 Glaber Torres is the real Glaber Torres, and that's going to be a it. big. Like, this big, this year is it. Yeah. I mean, but, if he doesn't do it this year. I'm running. I'm I'm running out of patience with. I'm like, already, I'm tar- already I'm tired. Walking, but I'm tired of the below average deal. I'm, I'm going to be honest.
1: In the right in the right scenario, I I wouldn't be afraid to trade him this off season. I really wouldn't. If I got an, like if they
0: if the Athletics told me right now,
1: Glaber could be in the deal for Matt Olson, I'm making that fucking trade, and I'm not thinking twice about it. I'm going to be honest. Depends, I, I swear to God. D-
0: depends who else is in the deal, because like
1: my my point gonna, is he he wouldn't be off limits even a little bit. He's not off limits I agree. in certain situations. Like, he agree. would not be off-limits at all. And for a guy that was the number two prospect and hit 39 home runs two years ago, that's pretty wild to, talk to even yeah. remotely think about. Because, really, I mean, I could have never imagined it getting to this point with Glaber. It's nuts.
0: The, the defensive, the lack of defensive development has been...
1: Well, that's, oh, that's oh,
0: almost as disappointing as his offensive regression. Like, you are not, he's not Miguel Andujar in terms, he actually does have some defensive talent. He at second base I'm hoping he's better man. I, yeah, really, I mean, you really saw that sliding better. play that basically uh, he made some
1: no yeah, he made some good plays at second base in the end. He was decent there, but um,
0: there is an you know. adequate defender in Glaver Torres yeah. but Glaver Torres' brain doesn't allow Glaver Torres to reach it. And I hate and I hate to sound like a jerk. For no, you're that, right. You're, but, you're no, you are right. But Glaver Torres makes a lot of mistakes. Careless mistakes that ruined his defensive metrics ruins and hurts us you know he couldn't play a, a a bouncing ball to save his life like one of those one hot balls that come up on an infielder mm-hmm. he can't do it like he he really couldn't do it at shortstop they moved him off shortstop second base is an easier position shorter throughout to first base which is which has been an issue for glaber so hey you're the second baseman. Here's what I say. You're the second baseman going forward. You're not playing any more shortstop. Uh it's time to be an athlete. Well, pretty what's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's time. you're you're gonna play there and I expect a two two seventy, three fifty, you know, four fifty slash line. I want an OPS over eight hundred and I want twenty plus home runs. Yeah. That, I mean anything less than that, and I think he's gone. Truly. Yeah. Yeah, like it's 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 over, man. Like, do it. It's it's time. You're gonna be 25 in December.
1: I mean, let's be honest. The only thing keeping Gary here, if he's here next year, is just how limited the catcher's market is. That is literally the only yeah. reason why he would still be here. Because otherwise, I'm 99% sure he'd be gone or he'd be if non-tendered. If yeah, I would I would do and, what and,
2: I could you, to get rid of Gary. By the way,
1: I think that the Yankees, if they're smart, I, I've seen a couple people say this, and I agree get rid of any money you possibly can and that means pushing away get rid of void because you're gonna get your it's gonna happen either way I mean let's be honest Voight's not staying but um move void move Sanchez and that's already a good chunk of change right there I mean you're talking like six 15 16 million I think between just those two
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah I think, and with I think Gary, you know, like yeah the thing with Gary it's like uh, remember the past two two off seasons you had real mudo and uh grand available that's where they blew it man i mean yeah. that is
1: clearly where they if blew there it,
0: was man. if there was like a third catcher of, of that elk that was available like even if like mike zunino became available or something like that because zunino even though he doesn't hit for high average like you know what you're getting you're getting and he's a great defender as well so like you, you he's kind of a safety kind of catcher like you kind of know what you're getting there but like yeah there's there's no one that is a clear upgrade that's available and mm-hmm. like he, so like if you want to keep him for a year and and just hope hope and pray he's an adequate defender and hits you know 25 homers look if it's up to me I just
1: get a defensive minded catcher and go with that the reality is you don't need an offensive catcher and yes i know the yankees are obviously not in a position where they can necessarily throw away offense at a position but it's not like gary sanchez is giving great offense to begin with right now if he was if he had an ops like that was sniffing like what what was it this year i forgot now it's um i got to see it damn it i'm having a brain fart on this do you remember or no
0: uh what did you say Oh, Sorry, I got it. I was, okay, I was, like, I was trying I was to find like his
1: such. OPS. He had a 730 OPS. I mean, yeah. if it was <laughs> even in that 770 range, I say, you know what? Screw it. We can roll with that for next year. It's fine, obviously. But no, 7 730. It's like at that point, why not just go for someone like Tucker Barnhart, who has like a 690, but it's gonna give you superstar defense. I'd rather have that.
0: Yeah, Gary Sanchez. Had an 8.39 OPS at Yankee Stadium, and then a 6.29 OPS elsewhere. That's
1: I actually didn't realize so,
0: it was that big. That's bizarre. That, that's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty hilarious. So that's pretty funny. You want to hear something funny? You want to hear? Yeah. The, the, here I'm going to tell you guys some funny numbers. I like funny numbers. Gary Sanchez in May, 7.76 OPS. Gary okay. sanchez Gary Sanchez in June, 1.035 OPS. Oh yeah. Gary Sanchez in D- in July, five ninety five. Oh no! Gary Sanchez in August, five eighty two ops.
1: Oh no! And
0: Gary Sanchez in at in September and the uh, last few games in October,
2: six twenty four ops.
0: Oh no! After June,
2: he, he did died. nothing. He died. He died. I mean, here's, here's here's the thing. He had like eight insane games in June. Which in a month sample size, you know, you yep. have to go on like a week tear and you're. That's yes, exactly it. I remember. Great. Dude, he, he does this
1: all the time. He does yeah, this he all, all get, the time. Am, am I, I going to
2: have to eat my words about Gary and the Gary Sanchez resurgence bandwagon going to be right? Which I hate to admit, but I was like, I might be facing this reality. And then that was it. Uh, we that was it. It's, before, it's always yeah. it with him. He has the one
1: big week, then he goes back to playing like fucking shit. And because the week is so giant, he'll hit like five home runs in a week. And then it'll do that like two or three times in a year. And then right there, you got 15 home runs with like the other five or 10 sprinkled in. So like, that's kind of just Gary. That's Gary.
0: Listen, the OPS is actually above average for a catcher.
1: I don't, Tom, don't
0: don't do that. (laughs) But, uh, no, I'm actually about to say something that leans towards your point. Okay, let's see if we're on the same page. That OPS is heavily reliant on the on that week stretch. That oh, yeah. Two, two three-week stretch. All right? He's not a championship-caliber player because he doesn't have championship-caliber consistency.
1: And That's it, I is. was just going to say, the reality is the nerds are
0: going to look at that and say...
1: Well, if you look at the end of the year numbers, his OPS is actually above yeah. average for a catcher. But you know what? Does sometimes, it really matter? Does sometimes it really you matter? have to look yeah. deeper
0: because he had.
1: You can't one. be a pumpkin for half a season.
0: He had one, one really awesome run, and it was great to see. I was having, I, I had a lot of hope. Hey, maybe 2020 was a fluke. Maybe you know Gary's gonna, you know, be that guy that we hoped he would be. But then you know, he played 18 games in July. He played 14 in August and 23 in September and the early part of October. So 18 plus 14 is 32 plus 23, 55 games, right? Mm-hmm. F- 55 games. And then, he also then you can also add, uh, the beginning part of the season, April, March and April, where he played 18 games. So 55 plus 18. So, well over half of his games where he was like you said a pumpkin Uh, yes pumpkin. it's just not it's not good enough
1: no it's not not, like if if he was even like a a solid catcher defensively i can work with that maybe maybe but he doesn't even give you that defensive value because even on Um, defense he's kind of streaky like you'll have some stretches where you're not complaining but then you'll have stretches where you want to
0: freaking murder him he he does make a lot of Mistakes back it's, there. It's
1: mental like, lapses more often than not. It's very glaberish when he makes his mistakes.
0: Yeah, it's just the Jonathan Br tag. Like, listen, mm. you can give him another year if you want, but what I will say is, don't expect anything. Yeah, like, like, that's, have, that's what you expect. You nothing. have to, you have to basically go into it like without any sort of expectations.
2: <laughs> like,
0: no, you're like, right. You. Can't anything out of gary you, you but, realistically just cannot which is why
1: but, this offense needs to be revamped so so much right now gary sanchez
0: had a bad 2018 a bad 2020 and a bad 2021 okay so i'm not going in to 2022 thinking that 20 2017 gary's ever coming back or even 2019 gary no, neither you know i'm going in 2022 say we do bring him back I'm expecting... I would.
1: I do think he's he is going to be back, honestly. But I will say, I do think if he's gone, it's going to be because he gets non-tendered. I don't think the Yankees make a trade. They tender him and trade him. I think if he's gone, it'll be right around that time where he would get non-tendered.
0: That's I mean, what guess. value is there? No, that's
1: my point. Had. You're not going to get anything for Gary. So if he lets him go, he's just going to get rid of all that money right away. And pick up a catcher that's cheaper. That I think that's the only route he would go. Like,
0: if they want to do that, that's fine because I don't even expect much offense from Gary.
1: They no, don't. exactly. That's been my point. Like, yeah. why not
0: get a defensive catcher at that point? Because
1: you know, we've been talking about for so long, especially this 2021, it was such a huge focus. How the Yankees off defense is horrible. Like, there was even a, I, I do remember during that winning stretch though. The off, I was actually really convinced the offense, not offense, God, the defense was about to reach some elite levels, but then it went right back down again, and it's like it's so bipolar sometimes, man. But just looking at the team we have, the defense is what you don't worry about in the outfield because you got Judge, of course, you got Gallo, who's a good defender, and you got um, I mean, we got to see what the outfield situation is still because we got to see if Hicks is actually gonna be back because I think. Cashman's going to count on that, but realistically you can't, so I'm a little worried about that, but in the infield, that's where the biggest changes are going to have to come on defense, particularly obviously at shortstop, where we're still waiting to see who we get, whether it's Correa, Seager, or Trevor Story, and I'm going to be honest, I have maybe something you don't want to hear, but I would not be shocked if Trevor Story's the guy. I really wouldn't. The mm. more I think about it, the more I, I think not want to be that, it.
2: Actually. Wait, you did or didn't? I did not want to hear that
1: now. Oh, yeah. I know you don't. And you know what? I don't want to hear it either. I'm just saying. I see a world where Cashman's going to say, this team needs defense. This guy's the best defender of that bunch. He's going to be cheaper than the others oh, with
0: same level.
1: is better. Okay, let me yeah. phrase. He's a much better defender than Seager, who's more in our price range than Correa, because I don't think is going to be an option. I'm going to be honest. That's my take. And he's going to look at the two and say, Story's a better defender. He's more athletic. He's much cheaper in comparison because he had a down year. And he's going to bet on him and say, you know what? We're going to bet on the upside. We're going to get the most we can out of him offensively. And we know the defense is going to be there. And that's going to be our guy at a cheaper price. And they're going to do that to stay lower with the payroll. I think that's what's going to happen. I could be wrong, but that's just my guess. And just looking at the numbers, yeah, I will say he rebounded really nice in the second half. He did. Trevor Story had, had a very a
0: shoulder good he, No, he had an elbow injury. Yes, I know. That, that
1: that did slow him down in the first half. So you know what? I'm gonna be honest, if that does happen, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be like ready to kill someone. But the big thing is if you do that, you're gonna go in with a not an unknown necessarily, but it's the riskiest pick of the three, obviously. And in doing so, you need to surround that with other certainties like you you can't not get a certain offensive first baseman like whether it's Olson or somebody else you need someone at first base that you can say he's going to rake and he's going to be on the field more more often than not unlike other first basemen we've had in the past so that's my yeah. take if you if you're getting story there's no excuse not to get big pieces around him because you need yeah. them really his them.
0: last his last 2 months were really strong august yep. and uh september he uh 931 OPS in august and 870 OPS in september
1: Look, I, I a lot of people want to shit on story because he's not the sexy name but he's got an 863 he career used
0: to OPS.
1: Be, well no he of course he was i mean you go back to 2019 and 2018 he had a 914 and a 917 had, OPS.
0: like he's really good <laughs> like like if, if we got him like hey awesome cool uh he's consistently been you know a really good player uh so you know i just don't i don't understand uh why not uh you get what i'm saying like he was he's a he's a really great player so like if we ended up getting him awesome he was a four win player per baseball reference and a three and a half win player per fan graphs and that was in a down year, and he was a two—he was a two and a half win player last year, and he played what 60 games. Like to average that out, he would—he was on like a seven-war pace. So, you know, he's—he's he's more than worth a, a nice contract. He is—he's yeah. a, a hell of a player. So,
1: again, you know, if you get him, I'm cool with it. But you really need. To get the other options in addition to him, you, and even if you get Seager or Correa, you still need other players. But like, if let's say they got Correa and they said, you know what, I'm gonna get Rizzo instead of Olson, I'm not thrilled, obviously. But it's like we got Correa, so I'm good. But if they ended up saying we're gonna get Story and Rizzo and recalling it, I'd be I'd be pretty pissed because those are two uncertain options, and that's the
2: reality of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, even if you, let's say, and I guess you can't complain with this, but even in the situation we did sign Correa and Rizzo, and, you know, that's pretty much it for the lineup, like, do you really feel comfortable? Because, although obviously Carlos Correa is great, were we one hitter away? Because, I mean, in, I, I by the think end you of have the season, to – Like, keep going, sorry. Yeah, I was just saying, like, in the lineup, like, outside of Judge and Stanton, and obviously you're hoping for Gallo improvement, and you're hoping for LeMahieu and Glaber to get better. That's a lot of using the word hoping, rather than, you know, some guarantees. And I really hate that mentality. And we kind of did it with the rotation this year. And I don't really think it failed that badly. But, you know, Kluber did miss a ton of time. And it would have been nicer to come in with more, you know, solidified options, which is why I was against letting Tanaka go, who we know is a very reliable number four guy. But, i just like some answers and not questions going into the season, especially now we've given it so much time. Like it's time to really get serious. No more shortcuts.
1: No, I know what you mean. I, I would probably agree with that either way. Cause the thing is with Olsen, that's purely a prospects thing. Like that's not about money. I mean, he's probably going to be making less than Rizzo for next year. if Just based on arbitration numbers mm-hmm. versus, versus what Rizzo's contract is going to be. So money won't be, an issue in that sense it's really just going to be Does cashman have the balls to pull off a giant trade like that because olsen's gonna cost an arm and a leg you know he is he's one of the top first baseman in all of baseball and it's going to be similar to joey gallo's situation except olsen's going to go for more because there's less holes in his game and also just the fact that i mean he's just a better player quite frankly no offense to Joey Gallo, but even last year, I mean, just look at the numbers from Matt Olson, man. I mean, he's a monster, an absolute monster. I mean, a 9.11 OPS, 271 average, 371 OBP, 39 home runs. And if you look at his uh, stat cast and percentile rankings, you see a lot of red, man. That dude is as good as it gets at first base. So if if, if they got him and one of the shortstops, I'm feeling pretty damn good at that point. I'm like, it's hard for me to complain because at the other positions, what would you realistically do? Cause you're, unless you like, you're going to keep DJ, obviously the question is, is DJ going to be starting or is he going to be in back in the role? We initially envisioned him in when we first signed him on the two year deal in a bench role where he's kind of rotating around the infield constantly. Cause Glaber has got to be at second base. He ain't playing anywhere else. So unless he's traded, DJ would have to play first or third base and first base. That's a waste of a position there. Cause you need more offense there and third mm-hmm. base. I love DJ, but he's not a third baseman. He can, he can like hold his own in a, in a pinch. Obviously he's not like on on athletic enough where he's going to embarrass himself. But do I want him at third base all year? No, I really don't. He doesn't have the arm for that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Frankly, like I don't I don't want any players besides like George and Stannon to be promised anything. Yeah, like, I mean those are like, the two guys that D- actually earned it. DJ, you shit the bed last year. So if you're if your your ass is gonna be on the bench if we find better options than you are yeah. going. And you know, even in that
1: because scenario, he's still gonna be playing plenty, you because know, no, yeah. He I mean he'd be no boon. He's gonna rest guys. And if you injuries. but if you have a bench like that, If you have a bench where you have, let's say, DJ, and let's say they were really ballsy and said we're adding Chris Taylor, I don't give a shit if you're resting, guys, because you have quality bench pieces that are going to fill in on any given day, and they're actually going to provide something offensively and even defensively. So at that point, your depth is really going to be your strength, and you can give rest days without having the fan base want to rip
0: Boone's head off. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, you got to— Changes must be made. Like and like, it's gonna. We're gonna have to make some uncomfortable decisions. Oh, of course. I mean,
1: this is gonna like, be a
0: very tough season for Cassidy. Like, He's I don't a lot of pieces. Like, I don't feel sympathetic towards any player that's going. Honestly,
1: no, I I really I, the only one I feel sympathetic towards honestly is boy for me. Just because no.
0: they because no. he didn't. Yes, no. The thing is with him, he was no. hitting, and he they didn't give him a chance. They no, didn't. They no, never gave no, him a chance. I don't. I don't feel sympathetic towards him.
1: I they don't. never gave Voight a chance, and they did no. him during Oh, the they gave Voight
0: plenty of chances. And I'm kept, saying for the year
1: 2021, it. when he was hitting, they benched him for no reason. And then when he started coming in and pitch in situations and wasn't hitting, people were like, huh, I wonder why he's not hitting. It's not it's like he only over. bat once in the last two weeks. It's,
0: it's over. I oh.
1: agree, it's over. I'm not oh. saying it's not. I want a first baseman, but the reality is, I'm just saying they did void dirty, and that and they did. They fucked. They care. fucked him over so bad.
0: I don't bad. care. I don't. I, I don't, know you don't care. I don't, I don't care, care that you I don't I'm don't the care. I'm just saying
1: they fucked him. Go. They fucked
0: him. I don't care. Go. Leave. You didn't. You didn't help us. You, my friend, are a child. But it's like I don't care. Go. Like, go. That's all I have to say. Uh, Geo, Uh go. Okay. Bye. Hicks, go. Bye. Don't care. I don't. I mean, Hicks deserves Uh, it, but
2: (laughs) Hicks definitely deserves it. Like, Hicks. (laughs) Get Hicks out of here. I I don't even want to get started. I want. I want proven good.
1: You know what's really funny when you think about it? Jacoby Ellsbury played more than Hicks, probably.
0: Yeah, but you do have to factor in the fact that Jacoby Ellsbury didn't play a game during a pandemic. I mean, a season during a pandemic. That kind of killed the game's played numbers a little bit, but still, it's not. Even so, So not not great. great.
2: still missed every game possible. I
1: mean, when you think about it, if you look at Ellsbury's game's played numbers, they're actually not horrible. I mean, like, he got 149, Mm -hmm. 111, Mm -hmm.
0: 148, and Mm -hmm. then 112. Yeah, he just was very mediocre.
1: Oh, no, no, no. He was obviously mediocre. I'm just saying, in my head, I remembered him missing a lot more time than that.
0: No, because, like, he just quit playing baseball. Well, oh, yeah, he just quit playing baseball. Like, with, like, I two years that. left yeah. on his contract. So, like, he just, like... No, he...
2: Yeah. God. He didn't really miss much time when he was with us. It was just, I think, the joke came from...
0: He
1: died.
2: The two years when he just... He I, disappeared. I he just to, like, stopped. Behind, he just disappeared. Behind the scenes of that discussions of, like, what happened. I mean, there's no way the dude was not in baseball condition once it, during two years. It's so it had fun. to be some sort of backdoor agreement where the Yankees are like, look, we, we don't want you playing here. Just, it's we're going to play every like, couple months.
0: He just, like, stopped playing baseball. It was like, uh, all right. Because, like, remember, I think that was before 2018 it was like right when we got Bannon too and we had and we were kind of freaking out like how are you gonna fit in Ellsbury, Gardner, Judge, Stan, and, uh Clint even at that time.
1: It's I'm like, not how sure was that...
0: I have a bold take maybe. I don't know. But Is it
1: bold to say that I would stick with Geo next year or no?
0: Yeah because he only had like a 5% walk percentage. And oh, I no, no, he
1: sucked. Him. I'm clarifying. He sucked last year, but I'm just saying, I would still get a guy like Chris and Taylor, it... but just because the thing is, if you ha- I want insurance if you're keeping those guys at all. That's that's kind of the point I've been making too. Like If you're going to keep a guy like Gio, let's say, you need to have a, someone like Chris Taylor on the bench who's going to be playing a lot anyway, who if you need to play him even more, you say, you know what, Gio, you're just not doing it. Taylor's in, you're out, and You're done. You can make it that simple. That's the way I would handle it.
0: I'm pretty much done with a lot of players.
1: But I'm done with a lot of them too. But I I just want—I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more of a sample with Geo at least for me.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, if he comes back,
1: you just like I really, I really do think there's a little more in the tank than we saw. I do with him. We got to see, of course, but I don't think he's that bad. I think there was a mix of injury stuff he's along slow, with... He's
0: slow, he doesn't walk, and he only Oh, no, he's slow. He he's power.
1: slow. I know he's slow.
0: And he only has average power,
1: and coming from a powered position, so... Uh, it's pretty simple. If well, The thing is, we're not going to get a big power player at third base either way.
0: We're not. If he stays for a year, fine, but... You know, a guy like Volpe potentially takes his job, and oh no, like, no, I mean
1: once Volpe or Peraza, whoever's still here at that time, is ready. No, they're out. I mean, especially yeah, like hitting. I mean, at that point, then it's the no brainer. But yeah, uh, like go, like go, go away, please. Like if if, uh, if it's up to me, honestly, if if Peraza sticks around, there's a good shot he's going to get a chance
0: next year. Honestly, he's not yeah, far off. Yeah, trade his ass for Matt Olson in a second.
1: Oh no, no, I'm clarifying. I would too if he's still here. I'm saying. If he is still here for whatever reason. But I yeah. think, yeah, he should I don't certainly want, be. He's the guy I, you move.
0: I don't. Like, the thing that I've learned from the big You trade your prospects. <laughs> you trade like, your prospects. Is, like, if you don't have, like, like we, we sort of. Like, Severino was a really big pitching prospect. Judge was. Decently big as a prospect, and Glaber obviously was the number two. Guy. More than
1: anything, man, you
0: trade your pitching prospects for me at this point. Yeah, but like, yeah, the thing is, is that I don't, I can't wait on potential anymore. I need, if we're gonna win a World Series, like you don't win a World Series on potential. You win a World Series because you got proven great players. I mean, that's what, that's why we won in 2009. I mean, look at all the track records in 2009. You had Johnny Damon, who was, you know, what, 200 hits short of 3,000 for his career playing left field. Yeah. And you had Hideki Matsui, who has, like, 500 combined home runs in, uh, between Japan and uh, the U.S. playing at DH. And
1: that's my and thing, if, though. Even if you look at track record, like, a guy like Jimmy like Gallo. We thought he had a track record, and look how he fucking performed.
0: Yeah. Mark Teixeira is in the Hall of Fame if he doesn't have injuries. Mm -hmm. Like, he was that good. Uh, Jorge Posada is a borderline Hall of Fame catcher. Uh, Robinson Cano, if he doesn't get suspended for PDs, is a Hall of Famer. Derek Jeter, first ballot Hall of Famer, A-Rod, literally one of the greatest people to ever Well, have let's players. be fair,
1: this is this was also, like, quite literally an all-time lineup. Like, this yeah, was, like, this like, was a next-level Yeah,
0: It team. was kind of a generational team. Dude, that's, like, a
1: generational way. team right there. Yeah.
0: But, like, you look
1: but at... But I, I, I know what you mean, though.
0: Yeah. yeah. You look at yeah, even look at the Dodgers. I mean, now was actually going
1: to make the point. You can look at the Astros especially. I mean, Altuve has an impeccable yeah, I mean, track like, record. Like, Michael Brantley's been hitting for years. Bregman has a track record. Alvarez has started to develop a big track record. Correa mm-hmm. freaking is a monster. And you go beyond that, even Guriel, he's been in the league for a while now, and he's been a consistent hitter. I mean, overall, I mean, you have – that's a team of guys. Like That is a team of guys right there. On the yeah,
0: Yankees, tired, who, are
1: your, like, who are your track record players?
0: Judge, Stanton, Gallo, and uh, you know that's that it? about it. That's about yeah, it, really. Because like Gary doesn't have a great track record. Well, anymore. what do you
1: consider a track record? Like three, four years, or like three to four consecutive years of success, really good years. Like okay, I would agree on that. Yeah, three
0: like Aaron Judge has been in the league for five years now. Like since 2017, Aaron Judge hasn't had an OPS below 8.90. So you take that <laughs> you take that. And like he's put up like three to four five plus four seasons and uh you know, so and like he the only time he didn't was during a pandemic year. Uh so like, hey, uh average that out. You're probably getting one of those. Uh you know, Garrett Cole on the pitching side has a track record. Uh you know, Severino probably would have had a track record if he didn't have injuries, but like yeah, uh, we need we need more guys that have been All Star caliber players for long periods of time. Like that's why like a guy like Story, Correa, Seager is a must. I mean these guys have been you know the best of the best. Uh, specifically Correa, uh, you know, and then a guy like Matt Olson is really putting he like you can make a strong argument that Matt Olson is the best first baseman in the league.
1: I mean, yeah. Who would you put ahead of him? Quite honestly, I mean, like, it's a you could list, argue, anyone.
0: you could argue like Freeman, Muncie, Vladimir Guerrero, but like he's well, that's in that. not
1: the but, um, he's well. Um, Freeman in wasn't the same league.
0: Yeah, I'm talking about like Major League Baseball. Like, oh, is, you mean Major
1: League. Oh, okay, then, yeah. he
0: is like right there when comparing numbers. Like he is, you know, the cream of the crop at first base. So if you can get. If you can deal Oswald Peraza, an unproven Double A prospect, and
1: you know who, I, th- pick, I think pick, that the easy move would be probably move Voight and move Peraza and add another piece in or two pieces in and you call it there.
0: Yeah, I think I that's what you do. I don't, I don't care. Just get it done. Like, oh no, I don't care it. either. I'm just and saying that's probably the logical direction though. And all. also, we haven't had a long term first base option since Tashera.
1: We he thought Boyd was going to be that. We thought
0: Bird was going to be that. We thought Boyd was going to be that. And it hasn't worked out. It's time to get one of the best first basemen in baseball, just like we did when we signed Teixeira, signed him to an extension, and have first base locked up long-term. Because But
1: just you know, saying right now, do we all agree that when Boyd gets traded, he's going to fucking rake with whatever team he goes
2: to? No, with? we'll rake. You just okay, let's make it sure we're on the same page, man. Will.
1: He'll we're just, on the same be page. Like he'll...
2: 73 game season, he'll have like a 900
1: OPS. And then I mean, look, I'm gonna play. be honest. I I want you to like we need to acknowledge what we're training. It's a He's a 900 OPS guy. I'm like yeah. I genuinely believe he's still that. I really do. And yeah, that's why okay. I'm saying the Yankees did absolutely fuck him. Like I really do think if he played more, he would have hit. I do. Yeah, I, don't, I,
0: don't, I don't agree. I don't care. He got hurt. I know listen.
2: Play listen I, I, Bye. I agree with Luke.
1: Okay, okay, hold up, Eddie. I mean, not right. Eddie. I mean, fucking Tom. Take
2: over. take
1: Yeah. Yeah, like you wanted Gardner in the lineup over Luke Voigt. Hey. Uh, is
2: that
0: is that like, what you're telling me? Like, right? like are you talking about I'm like for a one game playoff or?
1: No, 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 no. Just the, the entire second half, because that's basically the trade off the Yankees decided to make, and I think everybody knew it was fucking ridiculous because. Brett,
0: wasn't Brett Gardner like really good in the? Side I'm not saying was Gardner was bad. Was, I'm not saying Gardy really was strong. bad.
1: He's uh, not. But they never gave Void a shot. And if they did, he would He didn't would've... deserve one. He, d- he was literally I hitting. I remember. Remember when Void got, co- got COVID? Not Void. Rizzo got COVID. Rizzo got COVID. Void played for over a week. He was raking the entire week he played. Rizzo came back. And at first, they still didn't play Rizzo. And I thought, okay, they're actually going to do a split here between the two. And then right after that, he died. They never played him again. That yeah, was it. And, th- he, and he, he was still hitting. He was often. still hitting.
2: They fucked him. him.
0: Then he hurt himself again. They fucked him raw. He hurt himself again because he didn't know the role on running to first base with the base occupied. That uh, okay, I'll be honest, that was fucking funny. That yeah, was just, fun. Just, just go, like go. I don't, I don't care anymore. You're not, you're not winning a championship with Luke Boyd at, at first base. I think that's a
1: ludicrous take, but okay.
0: No, you're not winning a championship with, with that. <laughs> Like, you're being, now you're being
1: too unnecessarily hard just because you're emotional. That's all no, this is, man.
0: No, like, you're just not winning. No, no, because you're
1: telling me in 2019 if the if a couple of things went right, we couldn't have won with Luke Voigt at first base because he was at first base. No, that's retarded, because it is.
0: No. Huh. You were, you, you got smoked. We got what? smoked in 2018.
1: I said 19. Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: 19, 19, Maybe. Maybe that's maybe what I'm saying. Like, I, I it's like
1: when people used to tell me back maybe in the day, lucky. back in the lucky. day about but Gary I, Sanchez. you are gonna win with Gary a catcher.
0: Fucking bullshit. Do, back then, I do, different. I do recall though, in 2019, uh, Luke Voigt was hurt, right? Wasn't he hurt? No, that wasn't the hernia year. No, that, was, well, that was it, you know, it was. No, that was. It was 2019. That was
2: 2019.
0: That was
1: 2019. That was
0: 2019. Wounded, I think. Oh, okay. 2020 was obviously
1: the year where he yeah, just. Yeah, because
0: I remember broke. when we played Houston in the ALCS, I remember DJ was playing first. Was he? Yeah, he was playing. I, because remember Boy, that judge Boyd double was, play? Boyd was horrible. Boyd was basically. No, I know. I know Voight fell
1: else apart because... in the second half because of the injury. I just can't remember. No, there's he, a it fucking surprise.
0: First. There's a fucking surprise. He always, he's, he's always hurt. You can't win. <laughs> he's always you, hurt. You can he literally can... say
1: that about this entire fucking team.
0: Yeah, and that's why I want pretty much the entire fucking team gone. go on. Even the good fucking well, players I, were hurt.
2: Yeah. I honestly think Boyd honestly is above, like, he's he, nearing, like, Stanton level at this point with the injuries. Like, it's been it's been really bad. For my him. So my point is, though, that the, could flip so quick. Look at Stanton this year. Look at what just happened. Yeah. He missed two
1: years of baseball entirely almost. Two fucking years. And now he suddenly comes back and he's hitting at Stanton. Not just, like, Yankee Stanton. Well, that's he was hitting he yoga. at— Miami, yes, yoga helps all. But um Miami stand in levels at certain mm. points. And that just goes to fucking show you, man. The injury shit, while it does it's obviously relevant and important, like it's so fucking unpredictable sometimes. Like the narratives are so weird that some people put out there. Like, I guarantee you he's gonna be fine and he's gonna have a very good major league career, Luke Voigt, I guarantee you right now. Cool. I got I guarantee you. You are such a child. The moving on. Cool.
0: cool I want Get me Matt Olson. Get me a player that stays healthy, plays good defense.
1: But that's the thing. I agree with you.
0: I want yeah. a different first baseman. Bye. Right, go. Go. Bye. See. Ya. See. Ya. Just get it done. Don't care. Get it done.
1: That's I low key hope he, I low key hope he stays just to annoy you now.
0: It'd be kind like, of funny. Like just go. Like you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna fuck us in some way, shape, or form. Uh, whether you're bad defense on the field or getting hurt off, uh, getting hurt. And you know, bye. See ya. Okay. See. Moving on. Wow, that Uh, was so unnecessary. Yeah, I don't care. Like, I want... Like, there is a clear better option.
1: He had an 881 OPS with the Yankees in his career. Just saying.
0: Cool. Cool. Just saying. Eddie's gonna head out right now, and I just wanted to say thank you for stopping by, Eddie. Thank you for taking time out of your hectic schedule. He was looking at schools today wasn't didn't he say that i believe so oh uh, uh, we are going to miss eddie uh for the rest of the show uh we'll just wrap up uh with one last topic that we have to get into
1: What the big um, one we didn't even talk about the big one yet
0: oh what was that
1: aaron boone
0: uh, oh okay, yeah yeah that's what, exactly what i was gonna say <laughs>
1: okay good Cause, cause, i was gonna say was, have, was, we haven't even gotten
0: to him i yet. was worried i was like were we uh uh, did did we uh forget something? <laughs> I was like, did something happen but, um, that I did something happen that I forgot? I that hope I, not. <laughs> I was like, fuck, but man. but
1: I guess we can just move on to the coaching staff now. I mean, we didn't even like we we obviously Reggie Willits is out too at first base. He's no longer the first base coach. But I think he did he choose to leave or like did they fire him? Because I think he chose. I think he leave just like stepped
0: down. I think yeah, he saw, like the writing on the wall. He's exactly. Like, he's like, fuck this. I'm going back to Oklahoma. Yeah, I believe that was the case.
1: And obviously the assistant hitting coach left too, um, PJ Pilater, so he's out. Bye. Bye. So with that said, yeah, it's just Matt Blake who deserves to stay, obviously. And Aaron Boone, who is back on a three-year deal. And my take on Boone being back is quite simple. I really don't care at this point. I I really don't. At first I was like, if Boone's back, I'm going to kill someone. Now I'm just like, just get better players just get better players and the rest will take care of itself. But aside have, from that, I have some opinions. Oh, I know you do. And aside from that, obviously I don't like that. Three year deal was too much. I definitely feel that. I mean, like a two, he didn't deserve more than a two year deal with the team option. I think uh-huh. that would, I think that was more than fair. Could it, the only reason I could see them giving him the three year deal is just the fact that I think the interest from San Diego and other teams was real. Cause I think if mm. it wasn't real, he wouldn't have gotten a three-year deal. I, I, I that's what I think, at least, because why else would the Yankees give him a three-year deal? Because they, they wouldn't do that unless they had to, and that's the only reason why
0: they would have to, I think. You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, I didn't. I, I like you said, I, I wish it was a two-year deal instead of a three-year deal. I don't think. because well, like, once you get, once you make it a three-year deal, it's like you're rewarding him almost. It's like that's the same contract he got. When he exactly. first got the job and it's like you're basically saying that you're basically rewarding not getting the job done by doing that. You're like, Especially after this year.
1: It's not even like this was a year no where they pressure. made it to the
0: championship
1: series or they made it even to the freaking division series. They didn't even get that far. And he got and now he gets a three year contract with an option on top of that. Like, holy like, shit.
0: Like Alex Cora won a World Series, got fired, then made the ALCS. And Aaron Boone only made the ALCS one time in in four years. Like some dude got fired, came back, and made uh-huh. more more uh, the same amount of uh, championship series appearances as Aaron Boone's teams. And it's like the the problems with the Yankees go deeper than results. They go they seep into the clubhouse like you could tell like this team didn't have that many comeback wins
1: you see this that's team... the thing i'd really love to know like i would love to hear from phil nevin now that he's off the team I would this love was a to hear, soft like, team like i would love say. to hear him do an interview and just hear his thoughts because i don't think he would actually dive deep into it strictly because he's very close with boone i don't see him like shitting on him or anything but like I, I want to hear some ex-teammate or some someone that was in that clubhouse over the last two years, kind of just give their two cents on the atmosphere, because like there's really no way of truly knowing what it's like in there unless you've been there. There I was no. Hear, I, gotta, I gotta hear someone else's take on it. I'm very curious. There was no
0: intensity in that Yankee clubhouse. Well,
1: I mean, it's All already right. been noted in articles by people involved with the team. That's one of the one of the main criticisms. Half the organization had a baboon, actually, if I remember reading that right.
0: Yeah, I mean, you saw, you know, for example, we've seen so, we saw so much questionable effort by players, and not one of them ever got pulled, really, from a game. You see, like, there weren't any comeback wins. We saw countless, you know, unnecessary rest days. We've seen so much shit. We saw... Aaron Boone not taking the last series of the season seriously and it cost this home field advantage because he treated the Friday game like it was already a loss when we were only down one. And we just have a, a bad culture. It's a bad culture and it's not, and it's not a toxic culture in terms of players being miserable. No, it's, the, it's actually quite the opposite. It's yeah, too, they're too it's content and happy too sunshine and rainbows. It's too, yeah. They're too comfortable. They're they're not – they have to be shake, shaken to the core, if that like makes they, sense. They
1: obviously want to win. It's not that. Oh, Because sure. everybody wants to win. Like, I hate when people say that. But can you criticize them for not putting in the necessary effort at times and taking certain situations too lightly or, boom, yeah. not, like, you know, pulling a player like you said or anything like that? I mean, the one thing that caught my eye recently was – um, even though I never care about this really, like, you know, like when people I've seen with some boomers complain, like when judge did the whole boombox thing back in 2018 or like some of the times where the Yankees would kind of shit on the other team a bit. It caught my eye just recently when Eduardo Rodriguez did that to Correa in um, a few games back in the playoffs and Cora. Just fucking shout. Like, that's not how we do things. Like, we didn't earn anything yet. We're still fighting this team. And don't even think about giving them that edge because that's not how we do this. We're trying to fucking win, and we're not trying to be like we're above everyone else. That's not our attitude. And that, I respected a lot. And that showed me, like, Boone would never do that. Hold your
0: players accountable. Like, you don't Boone would
1: never do that.
0: Like, listen, like, you don't have to be... Like uh uh, like, you don't even need to be. You don't need
1: to be even Alex core. Be your own manager, but like finds a middle ground there. Like
0: it's okay to like it's okay to pull a player if he doesn't run to first base. All right? Oh yeah, because like, you
1: at that point. It's earned. You he deserved it. But no, of course he's thinking. Ooh, this would create a headline.
0: Hal wouldn't like that. They're trying to avoid creating headlines, but like it's it's leading. It's it's hurting. The product, because and sometimes that, it even leads to more head mines. It's just a too lax environment. They think, and they also think that like the, that the division's gonna be like handed to them. Like they don't take the division seriously.
1: Like that was exactly what happened. This I never seen it as bad as it was this year. This year they like, really felt they look so entitled the entire time.
0: Like what are you doing? Like you have to like I've never felt like the Astros took the West lightly. Even no, no like, they never even, did. And they and they ain't playing a weaker division than like we do. It's like it's ridiculous. Like, do you do your thing? Like, like, win games. Be intense. Have that edge. Like, it kind of feels like the Yankee kind of way died when Derek Jeter left.
1: I was gonna way. say the Yankee way
0: didn't when, die when Jeter left,
1: yeah. but I think it really like died died when CeCe left. Honestly, yeah, well. like. That's my. There's, I think when CC left, man, the culture just felt so.
0: There diff. is a culture problem with the Yankees, and it's not in its. It's the. It's the entitlement. It's it's the softness. It's the lack of fight. It's, you know, not running to first base hard. It's, uh, lollygagging a throw to first base. Concentration, you know, letting uh letting balls drop right in front of you routine fly balls in the biggest series of the year, which Joey, Joey Gallo did multiple times. There's a problem here. All right. Got to hold you guys accountable. Uh, they held the coaches accountable. A lot of them, uh, they fired them, uh, and deservedly. And they're going to hold
1: the players accountable too, because a lot of them
0: are probably going to be gone. Yeah, and the closing statement of this podcast is they're gonna they have to hold the players accountable by getting rid of quite a few of them. I'm tired. Yep. I'm tired. It's time for a shakeup. You know, you keep Judge. He's basically the captain. All right, you keep standing. You keep. You can keep Gal for another year. I I, I believe he'll have a better year. He's not that bad, but he's not. No, the no, thing no.
1: is, he he's also a streaky player. So, like, when you look at a sample size of two months, there is always a chance that it could be skewed. And also, I mean, it really sucked. I remember he was on that fucking tear, and then he got hurt, like, for, like, a yeah, few games. And he bad. kind of lost it when he came back. Because I think if he yeah. kept going, man, I think he would have really boosted his numbers.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm not giving up on Gallien. I know a lot of people want to. And I understand that the, the look, swing and miss I, but... I
1: get it. And I do agree. Cashman the the that was the most troubling thing honestly from the press conference for me because he was very contradictory in what he was saying like how you know we need contact hitters and we we've need we've known this for a while but you brought in Joey Gallo and he, and he tried countering it saying you know well that's why we brought in Rizzo but Rizzo didn't really do much and look I I don't think Rizzo is bad either. He's a good player, and I think he's going to be a good player wherever he goes next. But with that said, um, there are other options available that were probably better fits for this team based on just the offensive profile. And um, I think the Yankees got to keep that in mind more because it's not just about the numbers always. You got to consider just offensive diversity with the type of players you got because right now it's a very one-dimensional offense that needs to become less of that. And the best way to do that would be, Adding a guy like, honestly, Chris Taylor would be that kind of fit. Not going to strike out a lot, a lot of contact. He's going he do
0: to strike the, out the little quite thing. a little bit, honestly. But like he's, I mean, it's
1: not like a crazy rate, I don't think. He's, like, a Swiss, a he's a
0: Swiss army knife. He brings speed and power. Well, that's the thing.
1: A- athleticism is also the big thing, and he brings like, athleticism. That's
0: the main thing, is like.
1: That's the biggest thing,
0: yeah. I don't want a dude like Carlos Correa who plays gold glove defense and hits, you know, 25 to 30 home runs. Playing shortstop, I want a guy like Chris Taylor. If Aaron Hicks, God forbid, got hurt again, yeah. I want a guy like Chris Taylor who can slide right in there. You know, be an above-average player and and do it and just be be that Swiss Army knife. I want, I mean, yeah. yeah, I want a guy, you know, like Matt Olson, who even though he's not a fast runner, I actually I think he might actually be a pretty decent runner. I'm you know not sure. Else, you know what else needs to get done. Vrugin and Ordure can't be on this
1: team next year.
0: No, no, he just represents something bad. He represents the Yankees being cheap because they got it for free. Yeah, and, that's and look, the only... I don't
1: even totally like. He... I
0: like the guy. I like the guy. He's a nice dude. He is He's... the ultimate king of doing nothing and somehow making <laughs> oh, yeah. everything about himself.
1: He's always doing something, you know. He it's is... very,
0: it's unlike anything oh. I've ever seen. He is always, the, he is the, he's like a bad player version of Todd Frazier in 2017. I was going to say,
1: he kind of reminds me of a douchier Ronald Torres. It's As in, like, he's constantly everywhere, except he's doing it in a much douchier fashion.
0: Like, it's like, like you are the king of making things about yourself. I don't even know if he does it. On purpose, like I feel like
1: I, he doesn't, and that kind of makes it worse. <laughs>
0: uh, it's like, like the thing is, is like he does like these constant mound visits, like he's the captain of the team, <laughs> and it's just like, dude, you have an OPS that starts with a six right now, buddy, and you you're just killing me. Right
1: and now. that's like, the thing, like if you look at the bench for next year, the, the goal should be to have it be DJ, obviously Higgy. And um Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. Taylor or if for some reason Taylor doesn't happen because he went back to LA or something, you get another above average athletic utility infielder because yeah. Rugi is not that. So yeah, just, I think that's just, the goal.
0: And 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 Wade as that fourth guy as well.
1: Could be. Yeah, yeah, Wade can be that fourth guy. Uh, he he's just there for speed and versatility. Yeah,
0: like, you speed, defense, you know. He's at, look, he's, reality is, he's
1: not a great hitter, but he's athletic, and that's kind of something we need right now, so you kind of just deal with it for now, I guess, but,
0: um. Like, him and Odor didn't have too dissimilar of an OPS, I don't think. And that's pretty funny, considering the fact that Tyler Wade hit zero home runs.
1: Yep, yeah, no, he, he had a higher yeah. OPS than Ruge. He's But it's only by he, two points. No, no, 12 points, actually. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, you can't bring Rugi back. I'm sorry, you can't do it. You can't do it. Well,
1: no, but no, you can't. Have-
0: Tyler mm-hmm. Wade had a 90 OPS plus, so he's only 10 10 below league average. And you know what? If, isn't with what bad. he does on, yeah, what he does on defense, I think you could take that. That's exactly what I'm saying. Is like it's not bad, you know. So.
1: Yeah, Rugi's a good second baseman, but like he is. A, he's he's actually a very good second baseman, but um, at third base, he's. Obviously not that good. Wade can play pretty much anywhere in the infield except first base, and he can be an above average, maybe not above average. But he can be a solid outfielder if you need him.
0: Yeah, to just just yeah. The the makeup of the team needs an overhaul. Okay, it needs we need more athleticism, like you said. We need more infield power. We can't bank on DJ and Glaber no. going back to being, obviously
1: you know, do a ton of work. Do your homework and do whatever you can to get them up to speed for whoever's still here, whether it's uh, Glaber obviously could be gone. DJ's going to be here either way. But with that said, you're going to have to do whatever you can to get them back up to where they were or at least close to it. And if you can get even one of them back, that's absolutely giant for the Mm -hmm. offense. Like, it's, yeah. it's so huge, like if, especially if you got DJ back. I mean, if DJ's doing what he can do at the top of the lineup and you have Judge behind him, you got Correa in this scenario, you got um Stanton, you have Gallo, hopefully back to what he should usually be, then you mm-hmm. suddenly got a really scary front of the lineup with what could be at least a respectable back half. And at that point, if the pitching does what it's been doing, you're in pretty good shape. I mean, yeah. look, it's, it's a lot of work they have to do, but at the same time, there's a very clear path to get there. Like it's not like there's a billion different things you have to do and it's super complicated. Like no, you literally just need to add 3 to 4 really athletic players, ship a couple out, and suddenly the team becomes a potential World Series contender.
0: Yeah, like the core pieces, Judge, Stanton, Gallo, Cole, like they're they're there.
1: obviously sticking
0: But, like, it's those supporting pieces that, like, we can't have slow, no power, no walking uh, kind of players anymore. Like, we need, you know, everyone's got to have a part to play. And that's kind of the thing is, like, I want a, a, a guy like Chris Taylor, who is meant to be that backup for any for that starting caliber backup for anyone that gets hurt. All right. I want. My backup catcher Higgy, I want him to be, you know, what he what he is is a guy yeah. who, you know, can hit you a home run randomly, and plays great defense. I, I want you know DJ to be you know that Swiss Army knife in the infield. All right, I want Wade to be that base runner off the bench who can steal you a ba- base, can play anywhere, you know. And <laughs> Taylor is the better bat, so you want him pinch hitting. Uh, and you want Wade being a runner. So, you know, everyone's got a part to play. And you know, I want guys who play those parts that were missing. And that's the that's the thing. So shortstop, maybe center field, maybe uh, maybe catcher. I maybe. would say the the and, biggest
1: goals like the the automatic like this needs to change, I would say, is probably shortstop mm-hmm. and First or third base, realistically first base, but like if you wanted to change third base and somehow a good option came up, you know, go for it. But um, I'd say definitely first and third or first. Those mm-hmm. are automatic priorities. And the other two, you kind of just see what comes your way and you can and you like actually consider the other options, not I'm going to pretend to look at other options and make a bullshit offer. Like you actually gauge the market and see what's out there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Jose
0: Ramirez to the Yankees. Thank you. You see, like that would be kind of that would be pretty fun. That would yeah. be... <laughs> that, that would be fun, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So yeah, I mean uh is there anything else that Cashman said that was interesting? I mean time's mean, out really
1: the I mean yeah. Did, did the rest of it's kind of self explanatory. I mean he talked about obviously how and how he defended him saying he spends and I'm not yeah. even gonna oh, I'm, okay. not, I'm not gonna get too deep into yeah, that, but he had did, to say that.
0: Fans. Yeah,
1: it, it, that's the thing. Like, what are you expecting him to say?
0: It would have like, been a bad. It would have been a bad look if he said, "Yeah, Hal's cheap." No, like, how, you know, house Hal, Hal, cheap.
1: One. You know, this guy doesn't let me spend anything.
0: How? Like, Hal's how do you think? Is. How do you think Hal is going to
1: respond to that? Come on, Hal's
0: the guy that like pays Brian Cashman's check. And has so yeah, <laughs>
1: check. he's not going to shit on his boss. So with yeah. that said, let's be realistic, Yankee fans. Let's be realistic. But um,
0: shortstop is going to happen though.
1: Yeah, no. That's... Shortstop is definitely gonna happen, and I, and for people that are saying, what if it ends up being Altidore Simmons? I really wouldn't worry about that. I think uh, it's it, it's gonna be an actual Trevor an Story. Actual Trevor Story would literally be the worst case option, I think, realistically. I do, and that's a pretty Bobby damn good worst case. Worst case,
0: but like, yeah.
1: I don't think they even go down the bias on. I do.
0: I don't want bias. He doesn't walk, and I don't like that.
1: I, I really do think stories, the thing is they even, re- they really like Trevor Story, man. They like him a lot.
0: He's a great player, so I understand why. But yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, the short stuff's going to happen. I want a guy like Taylor and then get me a first baseman and, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe take a flyer on a, one of those older pitchers like Verlander or something. Uh, That'd be great. Or yeah. just
1: get Tanaka back
0: yeah or some, just just do something back into the rotation because like pitchers always get hurt so like
1: i would say you just need to add one veteran arm that's all i need like, yeah, I, like I don't i don't need anything crazy because we already have enough like where we can get by if we just add one more we have Verlander is the guy for me like, i mean yeah i wouldn't be opposed to it at all i would love verlander because we already
0: got fucking cole we got seve
1: who's that to be chemistry with
0: cole particularly because yep. like what they did in 2019 was...
1: It was so special.
0: Yeah, and like, Verlander was still being that guy. Like, he hasn't shown, like, regression signs. He just got hurt. So,
1: yeah, no, no. So I like, think if, he's going to be good next year, wherever he goes. So, I think he's a very good option, obviously. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see what guys like Nestor, honestly, does next year. Because I would, I would let him start still. I mean, he earned it. Uh, he, He really earned it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like he, like he deserves—he
1: deserves a real chance. Is my point. Like before, I wouldn't have even considered it, but I think at this point, like, what's the harm in giving the guy a chance again?
0: Yeah, uh, I think you keep him. I think he, he, you keep him around, and if well, you definitely
1: keep him around. I yeah, way, yeah,
0: you keep him around, and like at worst, he's the guy in the bullpen who gives you quality innings, yeah, and in in uh, you know. He can pitch multiple innings, and if there's an injury in rotation, he can slot right in. That's the kind of role I see him in. That's six. He's almost like in basketball, like a six-man kind of like. Even though he's not starting, he's going to play an important part. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, that's what I would do. Uh, So bring me. Chris Taylor, Matt Olson, Carlos Correa, and Justin Verlander. Yeah, that and, that uh, would be yeah. – you're your pitching quite
1: an off-season time. So. Yeah, like,
0: give, give, give me all of that, please. Like, shit, it's not my money. Fuck it. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. yeah,
1: I'm with you, man. I'm with you. But is um, there anything else you want to go over, or are you good?
0: I'm pretty much – Good. I, I am excited to see, you know, the kind of coaching hires. I expect the hitting coach hires to be more of that Matt Blake kind of. I would of, agree. They're gonna go um, in a very analytical direction. Like, there's like a I drive line for hitting, they're gonna. I, I, they're I, gonna I, there basically is, yeah. Yeah, there probably is, and they'll they'll probably do something like that. So you're gonna expect expect those kinds of coaches, and great, honestly, because yes. it's working for. Just about every team that, yeah. that, that that hires them. So that's all I really have to say. Me too. I'm um, I'm excited for post World Series getting the off season started and also uh, extend Aaron Judge, please, because like let's let's not do the whole you know Robbie Cano situation where
1: couldn't extend him. And, and, well, I'm uh, gonna tell you this right now. I wouldn't expect this
0: off season. I I don't mm-hmm. think they
1: to do it. Maybe, maybe not, but, like, like... I would. The thing is, if they actually have to go big, like, if they go big this offseason, they're gonna wait till after, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm perfect. Like, what I what I would do is I wouldn't... You don't have to sign the deal. You just have to know what know no, you're gonna
1: do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, like, basically like, kind of... Almost a backdoor deal, but not, like, agreed upon, but, like, just knowing exactly what he's looking at what he's looking for and wiggling it down as much as you can in negotiations. And then after 2022, you can pick right up and say, all right, we'll do, we'll do this, this, and this. Let's get this done before you hit for agency and we'll name you captain. And there you go. And that's, mm-hmm. yeah. So either way, just, just make sure that gets done. All
1: right. Well, um, as always, this has been another wonderful episode of the Yankee center podcast, but until next time see see everybody. Peace.